So our scripture reading today is from Isaiah chapter 55. Uh, We're going to be looking at verse um, 1 and verse 6. So turn in your Bible or your Bible app to Isaiah 55, 1. We're going to look at the first part of that verse, first half of it, and then skip down to verse 6. you are physically able, would you please stand in honor and reverence for the reading of the Word of God. 55, Isaiah 55, 1. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And then verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is dear. Let us pray. Father God, we come to you, and Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your patience, your long-suffering with us, for your grace and your mercy. Lord, we thank you for the many, many chances that you give us. God, we ask that we would, um, we would understand, we would realize, God, the incredible opportunities that you give us, and we would take advantage of those uh, to jump on board and be a part of what you have for us, that we might receive the blessings of being a part of your work and your ways, that we would not go in the way of the wicked. But, Father, we'd follow paths of righteousness that you have set before us. Lord, may your spirit work among us and may our hearts be open and receptive and obedient to that work. May we draw ever more closely and fully in love with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So, most of you know I grew up in Biloxi, didn't grow up in North Mississippi, grew up a coast fella, or uh, as I found out when I went to Mississippi State, I was a coast rat. I never knew that, but I found out uh, that's what we were apparently. But, um, you know, growing up in Biloxi, I never really thought too much or valued too much water. Water was just there. It was always around. Everywhere I looked, there was water. Uh, We grew up, I grew up on my um, grandfather's old, grandparents' old dairy farm. There were the blocks were still sitting there on what used to be an artesian well. Or once upon a time, the water came up without even, you know, having to draw it up. It just came up naturally. There was one of those old cast iron pumps still sticking up where, you know, you could do the pump handle thing. And even though we didn't, uh, you know, didn't have the use of the artesian 
uh, well anymore, water was still pretty much free. I mean, we were annexed into the city of Biloxi when I was in kindergarten, but the water and sewer system from the city didn't come until years and years later. In fact, I was out of the house. I was gone and graduated. So we had our own little well, our own little pump. And, and, and so whatever the little electric bill that ran it, other than that, there was no monthly water bill. We just had our water and turned on the water and that was it. So, you know, that was it. Water was free. It was just a thing I had. And, and not only that, but if I went one direction in my neighborhood, I came on to Horseshoe Lake. If I went another direction in my neighborhood, I came down to Chutica Buff River. And if I got on to Pops Ferry Road, which my house was set back off of, and went down a couple of miles, there I'd be on the back bay uh, there in Biloxi. And then if I'd kept going a couple more miles, I'd be there on the coast. Water was everywhere. It was all around me. I could have water anytime I wanted. Water was free. And in fact, on those rare occasions, when mom and dad took us out to eat, and I still marvel at that, when I take my kids out to eat, that is their American birthright, I think, you know, or that's perhaps what they think. But, you know, it was this rare, rare special occasion, it seems like, when I was a kid to go out to eat. But if we did go out to eat, you can better believe that I wasn't at least willingly going to order water because that was the cheap way out. You know, you know there, was no, there was no idea of I'm going to go order water to be good or to be healthy or whatever. No, I'm going out. This is a special occasion. I'm getting Coke or I'm getting, you know, I'm getting something because when I'm out on the town, you better believe I'm not getting water because water was everywhere. Water was free. There was no big deal about having water. And, you know, I had heard there was like some crazy people over in France or something who actually put water in bottles and sold it. But, you know, hey, no Americans would ever fall for that stuff, you know, right? I mean, that's the way I thought about water when I was growing up. But now I realize that every single week when I go to water, go to Watermart, Walmart, um, I end up, it could be Watermart for us, because every single week I end up loading some big 16-ounce waters into my cart, some little 8-ounce waters into my cart. And, and I pay for bottled water every single week. On top of that, I have a special water filter on my kitchen tap sink so that when we're filling up jugs, we get specially filtered water so it's just right. Every single month, I pay a water bill. And if there's a leak or something's going on, I notice it real fast and I go to try to fix that toilet because I notice what that water bill is. And all of a sudden, you know, I, when I go out to eat, I may choose water because I think, oh, that's better for me. And water has taken on a different perspective for me at this age in life than it did for when I was a kid. But even as much as I value water now more than I did then, I still don't think of water anywhere near the way the folks in the Bible thought about water. Think about it. The ancient Middle East, desert lands, water was scarce. 
In fact, we have story after story. If you really look through Genesis and start looking with just in your mind, start looking for stories about wars, fights, and arguments over water, you find a bunch of them. There are shepherds and there are other people fighting over wells and over water rights all the time. We got some of this going on in California today. We got some of this going on in other places in the world. There's places where water is scarce. And, you know, we may not think much of it here, but if it got scarce here in Mississippi, it'd get real precious to us all of a sudden. Because we all need water for life. It's so valuable. We may overlook it. We may not think about how important it is, but we need water for life. It's extremely valuable. That's what Isaiah the prophet, he's making a comparison here in this passage. In verse 1, he says, Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. If you're not thirsty... If water's everywhere, water means nothing. But if you're in the barren Middle East and you're thirsty and you haven't had a drop to drink and someone says, hey, here's an oasis and you're welcome, come, you're coming. And a few verses down, Isaiah says, now here's the kind of water I'm talking about. In verse 6, he says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. For our graduates that we're sending off today, you've been surrounded by the things of the Lord coming up. You've been raised in church. And so it may be that you think about church and the things of the Lord a little bit like I thought about water. You didn't necessarily hate water. But maybe it wasn't all that special to you because it's always been available. It's always been around. You've always been able to reach for it. It it wasn't something you had to beg for. It wasn't something you had to sacrifice for. It was just there any time you wanted it. But now as you enter out into a place where it's, it's not sheltered, and nobody's watching what you do, and you can do whatever you want as, a, as an adult, and you can live life on your own terms. You're going to have to decide for yourself, how much do I value my faith? What do I, as an adult, think about the living water that God has offered to me? So when he says, seek the Lord while he may be found... The prophet Isaiah is telling us lots of us, when we start off in life as a young adult, say, yeah, I do value God. I do value my faith. I I do plan to get around to serving him and living for him and doing good things for him. At some point in my life, someday, I'm going to do those things. But right now, (laughs) I got my oats to sow. Or right now, I got my career to build. Or right now, you know, I got my family to build. Or right now, thing after thing, whatever it may be, we put all these other priorities ahead of seeking the Lord. And we say, one day. And Isaiah is telling us that, you know what, that one day may never come. We don't know that we can't be guaranteed that we have 
that that one day will come, that we're going to have the opportunities. He says, right now, while you have opportunity to begin your life in this way as an adult, to move forward and to say, I'm going to focus on honoring Jesus Christ with my life, this is the day I'm going to choose to seek forward, to seek him. I'm right now seeking him because I can find him. One day I may not be able to. One day I may be so far away. One day I may be so caught up in these other things that who knows where my mind and my heart and my spirit may be. Come all who, you, who are thirsty. And Jesus, the gospel of John, tells us. Jesus said, I'm the living water. I'm the one that has this thing that you need so desperately. And all of us have to come to this point where we decide, how do I value this water? Is it something that I know it's around and I think it'll always be there for me so I don't have to bother with it? Or do I realize that this is the thing that I desperately need for life and it's more important than anything else. That's what God says to us today. This is life, and you must seek it while it can be found. Pray with me today. Father God, you created us with goals and ambitions and desires, and Father, all those are good things. But Lord, may we make our number one ambition, our number one goal, our number one desire to know your son, Jesus Christ, to honor him and to serve him, to seek your kingdom first. And Father, then all those other things fall in line underneath that. Lord, as we honor these graduates today and as we send them forth and Lord, we know that many of them in the next few days will be moving into dorm rooms or apartments and going on to new phases of their life. Father, may you ground them in their word, in your word. Lord, may you strengthen them, Lord, in the faith, Lord, that, not, that will continue as they enter a new phase of their life. Lord, help us as the body of Christ, to continue to encourage and to pray for. And Father, may all of us in these crazy, scary times we live in continue to lean on you and trust you, understanding, Father, that all of us, no matter what age or what stage of life we're in, we are dependent upon you for everything. Lord, we love you and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.